Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, December 2nd. S&P futures are trading down just about five points. That's about 15 basis points. The NASDAQ futures are off about similar amount, off 10 points. That's about eight basis points. So very quiet uh, morning thus far in the US and in Europe. Stocks are not doing a whole lot. Uh, The major European indices are off about 20 basis points. You are seeing some underperformance in autos and insurance and retail, and then outperformance in utilities, energy, real estate, healthcare. Asia generally saw mixed price action, but the major indices didn't move a whole lot um, away from the unchanged line. So again, very quiet this morning, very little news to really go over, um, You know, just kind of run through a few themes. U.S. fiscal stimulus is again back in the news. It's dominating the near-term narrative. It was cited as the reason for the rally in U.S. equities yesterday. You are coming up on a big budget deadline on December 11th. That had always been considered a uh, vehicle into which you could include some stimulus items to pass during the lame duck. It's a lot easier to include stimulus into that budget bill rather than to pass a whole standalone piece of stimulus legislation. And so you're seeing a lot of movement in Washington. So you had a bipartisan group of senators yesterday unveil a $900 billion stimulus plan. You had Pelosi and McConnell both reveal updated stimulus plans of their own. So you have a lot of competing initiatives underway in Washington. Um, Again, you have a lot of headlines about how talks are taking place. You are seeing negotiations occur. There are budget negotiations occurring. And then again, you have alongside that, um, you know, an effort to include some stimulus actions. I think it's very, very unlikely you're going to see a consensus reached on, you know, a large trillion dollar plus deal. Um, It's certainly possible that you include in that budget certain stimulus measures, although I think they'll be very modest in aggregate, um, probably no more than a couple hundred billion dollars. Um, you know, I think Democrats um, will perhaps give up their demand for one large omnibus bill um, and then perhaps try to revisit the matter again once Biden assumes office after January 20th. Um, you know, so that is kind of the fiscal stimulus backdrop and narrative. And then keep in mind that when the Fed, I'm sorry, when the Treasury discontinued the Fed liquidity facilities, that freed up, um, you know, about $400 billion of cash that can then be repurposed by Congress. So you have that pool of money that really would not require any incremental spending authorization. So you can simply, again, redirect some of those funds towards other other issues. And you know there are a bunch of um, COVID-related aid facilities and, and programs that were authorized by Congress that are set to expire at the end of this year. So there is kind of that mini fiscal cliff that there is um, an effort underway in Washington, at least to avoid. So um, you know, again, on the fiscal front, you are probably going to see incremental stimulus, um, you know, including some measures in the budget, and then you'll probably see another initiative after Biden assumes office. But the aggregate sums, I think, are are kind of fading in terms of what's possible, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. I think one of which, obviously, is the momentum you're have you're having on the on the vaccine front, um, and just in general, I think you are seeing Republicans begin to, um, you know, find some of their inner fiscal hawkishness that perhaps they had forgotten about over the last four years as they um, are set to become, uh, you know, either, um, you know, the minority party going forward in 2021. Um, On the vaccine front, you had the UK come out today and uh, grant emergency approval for the Pfizer vaccine. This was widely expected. The UK had been talking for the last several days about how they were kind of rushing and they were probably going to be the first Western nation to grant approval for it. Um, you know, certainly the vaccine news has been extraordinarily bullish going back until uh, going back to the beginning of November when Pfizer first released their, um, you know, very strong efficacy figures. And you had Moderna come out and then AstraZeneca come out. 
Um, all these companies are submitted for emergency approval. You have favorable feedback from health regulators in various different um, jurisdictions. You know, again, the news is very bullish and positive, but I think investors should be careful about recycling old headlines. So, you know, you have preliminary phase three data, you have final phase three data, you have submission for approval, you have the approval being granted. All of this is kind of the same news, in my opinion, um, and should not be eliciting the same uh, types of stock reactions. And, you know, you are seeing each incremental headline seems to be kind of taken as a discrete new piece of information when it's really not. So that to me is just one warning sign for the overall tape, um, again, and that you're just kind of... Um, you know, ver- rallying on the same piece of news re- uh, expressed in a different fashion. That's never a very healthy sign. Um, you know, so that's that's the vaccine backdrop. And and just for COVID in general, again, you have a very, very grim near-term outlook of, of um, you know, rising cases and more importantly, rising hospitalizations. And that's really what makes politicians nervous. And that's what spurs them to implement, um, you know, a lot of the, the mitigation actions. So, uh, the governor, Governor Newsom and Governor Cuomo in California and New York, respectively, have both sounded quite concerned in the last 48 hours about hospitalization trends in each of their states. Um, and, and each have kind of threatened to implement increased mitigation actions to, um, you know, again, clamp down on that increase. The case numbers, you know, the trends are, are mildly encouraging in that you are not seeing the increase you're not seeing transmissions increase at the same rate that they had been, although on an absolute level, they are still quite elevated. Um, you know, so again, you have that that grim near-term backdrop, but in the medium and long-term, obviously, um, you know, vaccines are coming. Um, they're, you know, they, they will be, the vaccination process obviously is going to be underway in the UK within, um, you know, within 24 hours. You have the FDA considering the Pfizer vaccine on December 10th. That approval could, um, could arrive again soon thereafter. So, you are going to see these vaccines start to get distributed in this year, um, and then that will that process will ramp up ra- rapidly in 2021. It's just a question of you know the, the interim period, those the next couple of months. Um, no major eco data to speak of, although there will be a lot of focus on today's ADP jobs report that hits at 8:15. Um, you know, there's a lot of concern, or not necessarily concern, a lot of talk around the state of the U.S. labor market. You have seen a lot of red flags um, about how you are seeing a weakening in the jobs market, given um, you know what, what's occurring on the COVID front. Um, so the ADP will provide, obviously, some insight into how the Friday jobs report will unfold. Um, you know, On the one hand, obviously, a softening in the labor market is never positive, although if you were to see a really ugly print on Friday, that could catalyze movement in Washington um, and perhaps forward help forge a compromise on fiscal stimulus again to include within that twelve uh, that December eleventh budget agreement. Um, in terms of company specific news, there were a lot of re- earnings reports out last night. Um, you know, a couple of notable ones. You had Salesforce.com reported and then confirmed plans to buy um, Slack. So the, you know, the deal was widely expected. You had, um, box come out also with earnings, you know, they're definitely, um, in the market right now, investors are taking a glass half empty approach to some of these very momentum type of stocks. So you had zoom obviously Monday night. And then again, to a lesser extent, I think, um, you know, people are finding things that they don't like within the Salesforce report on, on any standard, um, you know, on any objective measure on, on, on absolute basis, these numbers are still spectacular. Um, again, it's just a question of these these stocks and their multiples and and ownership levels in terms of how crowded it is. Um, you know, again, people are adopting a class half empty approach. So, the very hyper momentum stocks certainly seem vulnerable. Although you are seeing, rather than all of tech come for sale, 
you know, you saw yesterday investors kind of rotate very aggressively into some of those super cap moment, uh, super cap tech stocks. So Apple, Facebook, Google, et cetera, out of the more, um, you know, momentum stocks like Zoom Media. So rather than kind of wholesale shift out of tech and into value cyclical, um, you know, you're seeing that rotation within tech, which is certainly an interesting development. Um, you know, a couple of other items. Visa had a, a card volume update out. Um, you know, the tone, not necessarily surprising, certainly at the margin is cautious. It's talking about how they have seen some softening in spending trends given um, the increase in COVID and the increase in mitigation action. There's this whole kind of card present, card not present theme. So card present obviously being in physical stores, card not present refers largely to online spending. Um, you know, card present volumes have deteriorated much more than card not present, where you've seen an increase um, as people are shifting more towards online spending. Although the preliminary holiday spending recaps that we've seen from Black Friday and then Cyber Monday and that whole Thanksgiving weekend, um, you know, certainly not um, the most encouraging, although I think that period of time is certainly less relevant as far as the overall holiday spending season is concerned. Um, so that is relatively it in terms of major incremental news for this morning. Like I said, very, very quiet, not really a whole lot to talk about. Um, you know, nothing all that major out of Washington. You know, I think Trump and the White House are still kind of making a lot of announcements. Trump was out last night threatening to veto a bill if it didn't include something on the 230, um, you know, social media protection clause. Um, you know, I think it's largely irrelevant and can be ignored for the most part. Um, you know, again, it's just a question of the January 5th runoff. So the next real big major political event and then Biden taking office on the 20th. Um, for the calendar today, like I said, the ADP jobs report will be very much in focus and you have a lot of earnings out after the close, a lot again of these kind of very hyper momentum type of software stocks. So, uh, CrowdStrike, um, Snowflake, Splunk, et cetera, are all out after the bell will be watched very closely after what we saw with Zoom and Salesforce. Uh, and then you have, again, another very busy day of sell-side conference presentations. For the most part, the conference presentations have been relatively positive. So companies, for the most part, are reiterating the optimism that they've been expressing, that they that they expressed back on the Q3 conference calls in mid-October. So certainly um, encouraging to see that there has not been a notable deterioration in corporate tone, um, despite, what you've, uh, despite what you've seen on COVID in the last couple of months. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.